The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to the bottom amongst 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August 26th. I'm Donald Ware, and we're going to continue with listening back to our countdown to kick off if you missed it on Saturday. Uh, we had a chance on Monday replay the interview that we had with North Carolina A&T head football coach Sam Washington. Tuesday, Livingstone head football coach Sean Gilbert. Well, again, had a chance to catch up with North Carolina Central head football coach Trey Oliver. He's in his third season and talked with him about the expectations for 2021 and ultimately how he thought his first season in Durham went back in 2019. Uh, Weekend, how sort of the preparation coming along uh, for for that, especially having not played a game in, in essence, 20 months? It's been a long time, and um, I like the way the guys have, have uh, responded to it. Uh, camp, you know, coming in from, from preseason, and uh, the summer, uh, the guys guys did a really good job uh, with retaining the information. Um, I like our effort. I like our energy. And uh, early on in camp, the offense was kind of kind of getting the best of the defense. Uh, but but the defense has has last two scrimmages have really really uh, uh, come together. So so I like where we are. Interesting, isn't it? Generally, especially when you come back together, isn't it generally the defenses are ahead of the offenses? And I know you. I mean, as a defensive guy, like I know. That had to had to get at you a little bit. Well, it was good to see. You know, as, as a head coach, you're never going to be happy because the offense wins. You can play that defense got to play better. Defense plays well, offense got to play better. True. But um, just you know, we, we have a relatively a young team, and um, to see those guys, you know, uh, really bond and, and uh, getting the timing down uh, is good to see. We had a bunch of guys banged up early on, um, and we started getting those guys back. So, um, like I said, it was very competitive camp. Um, very physical camp, and, and, and uh, the guys the guys seem like they're ready to roll. I want to get your thoughts on the 2019 season, your first as the head coach back at your alma mater. Whew. <laughs> you have to be patient. Okay. And um, uh, we talk about following the process. 
follow the process. And we always tell the guys, the young men, follow the process. But I think one thing I did learn as a coach, we have to follow the process as well. And, um, you know, me being a competitor, uh, I think we're supposed to win every game. You know, we're supposed to win a championship. Uh, that's why you play the game. But as a head coach, as a coach, you still have to follow the process. And you understand what you're trying to build. And, um, you know, it won't come overnight. But just to see the strides that the young men have made in our program, um, I think it's night and day from where we took over in, in, in June, January of 19. Yeah. So for you, okay, so it seemed like every time I look at, like, an, either a preseason all-MEAC team mm -hmm. or a postseason all-MEAC team, your running back, Isaiah Totten, is always on it, right? It <laughs> seemed like since his freshman year, he's been all-MEAC, right? He, Of course, he's on it uh, again. You know, speak to him. This is his, this is his senior year. Uh, but, you know, just kind of talk about him and what he means, not only on the field, but a guy that's a veteran uh, and means to the rest of these Eagles. He's a, he's a very good player, very, very good football player. Like you say, all conference every year, but he's a better person. Um, 3.5 student, um, very mature young man, outstanding citizen in the community. Uh, he's the type of young man that you want in your program. Um, and, you know, he like I said, he can, he can tote the rock. He's a great player, but – we got three more of them back there <laughs> that can flat out go. Wow, okay. We got three more back there that can go. So uh, uh, it'll be running back by, by committee this year. We're going to take a little bit of load off of them and uh, get some of these other guys involved as well. Yeah, can you speak to those guys and sort of what they bring to the table? Um, all of them have a different skill set. Jordan Freeman, um, uh, very elusive, fast running back. Um, Titan is just an all-around guy. Uh, we have Mookie Collier. Uh, kid, a young man out of West Virginia. I mean, last year, <laughs> all he does is score touchdowns. I think he led the team in touchdowns. Um, he, he, you know, he's a blue-collar guy. And then we have, you know, a Durham uh, native, Jamal Curry Elliott, and he's the fastest of them all, and he can flat-out fly. So all of them have a different skill set, bring a little something different to the table. Um, but it's a very competitive room. Uh, the guys pull for each other, but it's a lot of talent in there too. You know, I, your quarterback, like I was impressed with Davius Richard in his freshman year. I mean, you're talking about a guy, true freshman, through, I mean, if you looked at the numbers, I get it. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, a guy to throw for over 2,000 yards, uh, a positive touchdown to interception ratio. He can move a little bit, get out of the pocket. He's got a good arm. How, what are you seeing from him right now? Well, I mean, uh, he's matured a whole lot as a football player. He's always been an outstanding young man. But, um you know, when you're third string at the start of the season and then week three you're the starting quarterback, uh, sometimes you have to be mentally prepared for that to be able to, you know, run the team and, and, and handle the offense. And I think that, you know, we put a little bit more on him as a freshman. Um, uh, you know, it was a little difficult. But I thought he played well as a, as a freshman. Coming back, he's improved. Um, but, you know, he has somebody nipping at his heels as well. We have a young man, Walker Harris, uh, freshman quarterback. That, that's outstanding. So they've been battling, and that's, you know, that's, that's been a, a battle off camp as well. What have it, just the whole COVID dynamic, what are you seeing right now? Because you're, generally a lot of your recruits wouldn't be, especially the, the, the high school ones, like they, they'd be coming into to camp, right? But those 2020 guys have gotten some reps in 2020 and now are getting those reps now, uh, you know, to prepare for this upcoming season. So can you kind of speak to that and what some of those 2020 20 recruit guys are looking like coming into this season? Well, um, 
you know, with, with, with us being out last year, we still, you know, had, uh, had an abbreviated spring ball, so we got a chance to evaluate them a little bit there, uh, then over the, over the summer. Um, so a couple, of them, a couple of them will come in and, and help us out this year. Um, we're hoping that obviously, we, you know, some of those older guys, the juniors and seniors, uh, um, um, you know, will be able to lead the team. But um, some of those guys will come in and get, you know, get some playing time early on. Your top four uh, returning wide receivers uh, were able to uh, have receiving yards. If you look at the numbers, close or over 1,300 yards in, in 2019. Can you speak to those guys and sort of having really some experience coming back at that position? Well, that helps because, you know, like you said, when you have a younger quarterback, um, those guys have to, you know, make the tough catches. And, and um, uh, they know the game. They understand coverage. They understand how to run routes and get open and things of that nature. Uh, so just having a veteran group back there uh, on the perimeter with those receivers, you know, r- really helps. And that will take some pressure off of our running game. How good can this defense be for you this year? Um, they got, we have to get better. We have to get better. Uh, I think that we can have a special, a special season, though. Uh, up front, we're very deep uh, at the defensive line. We have a lot of guys returning that have gotten, you know, played quality reps for us. Um, and, and with us losing the, the defensive back, Brian Mills, we'll have to have somebody, you know, step up. And, um, you know, it, it happens every year. You know, you always have one or two guys that you weren't expecting, you know, that really blossom and, and step up. So um, we do have a talented defense. Uh, it's just, you know, so we, we are young in a couple of areas. We and, and- I mean, I, I think that's a great point because when you go back to 2019, maybe Brian Mills was that guy for you. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure you knew he was going to be really, really good, but I don't think I think you were the only offer he had coming out of JUCO. Right. So speak to him. And then, of course, I, if I, I think I saw he just signed with the Saints. I think he's yeah. in the Saints camp right now. Right. And, uh, you know, Brian came with this. You know, we were his only offer coming out. And um, uh, he wasn't here uh, through the course of summer school and, and – have opportunity to you know learn defense. So when when uh, start of season, Brian didn't even start. I don't think he started until after like game th- week three. Um, and we tell the guys all the time, you know, you have to compete every day, every week. You have to compete just because you started last week doesn't mean you're gonna start next week. Uh, so he, you know, young man competed. I knew he was talented, and all he needed was opportunity. And when he got out there, he never looked back. Uh, continued to work hard, and you know, fortunately, got an opportunity to make it and um, uh, sign with the Seattle Seahawks. And like you said, now he's with the Saints. I know for you, I mean, you take each game as it comes. So Alcorn State's the next team on the schedule. But when this schedule came out, did you – because it's interesting. I didn't – until Coach Washington mentioned it, I didn't realize you and uh, Coach Dawson Odoms were teammates. Tyrone. Yeah, you, you did say <laughs> – you did say that was, that, that was his name, right? Which is interesting because you were his, you know, defensive coordinator at Southern – when the schedule came out, not recently, but when the schedule came out, did you sort of have that game sort of circled on your schedule? You go to – no, they come to you, I think, right. this year. Yeah. Right. No, I didn't. Uh, we've been focused strictly on Alcorn. Um, I don't even know who we have after that. But, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not big on circling games <laughs> and okay. all that stuff. Every game is equally important. And we take it one week at a time, uh, one game at a time. But um, Coach, Coach Odoms and I did play together essential with Coach Jones and – uh, under Coach Washington. So, um, Coach is a great guy. I enjoyed, learned a lot from him while I was at Southern. Uh, won a lot of games at Southern, and, and uh, it's good to have him back in the conference. Yeah, absolutely. What does it mean to be coaching the head coach at your alma mater? <laughs> it's like a dream come true. Um, 
you know, I always wanted to be a defensive coordinator. I wasn't really, you know, itching to be a head coach because, you know, you, you, you don't really coach as much. You're dealing with the media, you're dealing with the budget, you're dealing with the alumni, you're dealing with uh, media and everything else, and you don't really have that true position to coach. And that's what I love to do. I love the game plan and, you know, hands-on with the young men. Um, but when, I, when the opportunity came for me to, to lead this program, you know, it was a no-brainer. And uh, I loved every minute of, minute of it. I appreciate Dr. Wickham McCree and Chancellor Akinleye for giving me the opportunity to come back. And, um, you know, it's a dream come true. What are you sort of maybe learning about yourself as a head coach? Yeah, I get it. You only had the one season of actually on the field because always, you're always coaching, but it, the, only the one season on the field. So in now year three, what are you sort of learning about yourself as a head coach? Well, again, um, you just have to be patient. And like I said, everything is, a, you know, is a pro- that's part of the process. And, and um, being a competitive person and, and wanting to win and have an opportunity to be a part of a lot of great teams, championship teams, you know, that's what I expect. And um, like I said, the biggest thing is sometimes you have to be patient and just follow the process. But, um, you know, I'm about winning championships. <laughs> Your playing days. So let's, let's reflect on those playing days a little bit more. Uh, our next guest, Adrian Jones at Shaw, played with him. You mentioned Tyrone <laughs> Dawson Odoms uh, playing under uh, uh, Coach Washington. What do you remember most about those days? We had a very talented squad, very talented. And um, uh, all of us are really good friends. We're really close then, and we've, we've kept in touch over the years. And it's just great to see these guys being so successful. You know, Coach Jones over at Shaw, um, Sean Gibbs was with us as well. He's the running back coach at North Carolina A&T. Um, coach Odom, it's just so many guys. Um, our defense, you know, we were ranked, you know, one of the top defenses in the country every year. Um, and, and, you know, we were, we were very talented. You were, you were, you were all conference. I don't think I've ever seen that. Well, maybe somebody may have been all conference, like if they played, you know, like a, a, a skill position and then was a return specialist, right? But right. you were all conference guy, not only as a defensive back, but as a punter. People always ask how that, how did I end up punting at Central? And, right. you know, when I came in, I was four string safety and um, I was trying to get on the bus and I had some talented guys in front of me, just, you know, one, two and three. So uh, I saw the punter out there punting one day at practice. I said, I can, give, I can punt better than him. I can do that. <laughs> so uh, I went out there. Coach Wash worked with me a little bit. And, you know, four years all-conference punter. Um, luckily, week two I started. You know, I was able to start at safety at that point. But uh, I had to get on the bus, man. And yeah. if it took punting to get on the bus, so be it. Last thought, Alcorn State, next Saturday, ESPN game. Um, MEAC SWAC Challenge. Uh, what – Talk about them, what they bring, and I think the, the I think really for for a lot of people the good thing is they didn't play in the spring either, so you, it's no nobody really has the advantage person in that respect. They're a talented group, and you know when you they've won the conference uh, at least their side the past I think six or seven years, and I had some battles with you know with them when I was down in Southern, so uh, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with Alcorn, but you know they're a championship program and. Uh, uh, that'll be a great test for us to see exactly where our program stands. But, you know, we're, look, we're excited, looking forward to the challenge. Um, but I think, I think it'll be a good matchup. The Eagles, of course, open the season next Saturday. The MEAC SWAC Challenge, it's on ESPN. It is against Alcorn State. And, of course, Trey Oliver is the head football coach at North Carolina Central. Give it up for him as he joins us here on the Box to Row Countdown to kick off. Appreciate your time, Coach Oliver. We look forward to talking with you during the season. Appreciate you, too. Thanks. Absolutely.
So that's going to do it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On tomorrow, we're going to break down the matchup between Alcorn State and North Carolina Central here on the podcast. On Monday, we're going to resume with our countdown to kickoff guests. And as a matter of fact, going to catch up with Shaw head football coach, Adrian Jones. If you missed the countdown to kickoff, if you missed our show, we, of course, aired it on our website at BoxToRow.com. What we're doing now is we're airing each individual coach's conversation. So if you go to our YouTube page, Box to Row, on YouTube, you can catch those particular conversations. And then what we're going to do, we're going to put them all together for one show to include, of course, our great sponsors, Harlem Beer NC, as well as Marjorie's Beef Jerky. So again, don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where we have you covered as it relates to HBCU football. Talk with you tomorrow. Box to Road. Box to Road.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. Box to Road.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? Box to Road.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And Box to Row.com. Your HBCU sports leader.